And good morning to all our friends who are watching online as well. If you're watching online, write something in the comments so that we know who is with us. We have a very exciting announcement today. I think we're going to have a picture in a second because we have baptisms happening at Camp Sumatanga today. So, okay, it's going to be the Thornburgs are getting baptized, their children, along with Kevin. There they are, 2 o'clock today out at Camp Sumatanga. So you want to come to that. It's going to be awesome. And also Merritt Norris is being baptized today out at Camp Sumatanga, 2 o'clock. So join us out there. Catherine Barnes over here, she wants your help today after traditional service, decorating, setting up for vacation Bible school. And you might have big Memorial Day plans and you might say, I can't help set up today, but I know you want to help with vacation Bible school for volunteers, for volunteers, yes. Start, oh, start bringing snacks for the volunteers. So if you like to bake, bring tons of snacks for our volunteers for vacation Bible school. It's going to be the 5th through the 8th. And you, everybody here looks qualified to help for vacation Bible school. And bringing snacks is a great thing to do. Just drop them off if you're scared of children. You can just drop off snacks, leave them here. It's great. Um, Sunday, June the 11th, there's a party after church. There's a luncheon because Pastor Sam's retiring and I'm moving to Pell City. We're having a party. It's going to be great. So you want to come to that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and then Sunday, July 2nd, come to church because you get to meet the new pastor. If you haven't met Pastor Sherry Reynolds yet, that'll be her first Sunday. So a lot of exciting stuff going on. And uh, you don't want to miss any of it. This Wednesday, the youth will be making tacos here at the church. So if you feel youthful, come and join us. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come and worship this Memorial Day weekend. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us? story. 
Good morning. 
Um, Miss Catherine's about to take the children to Children's Church, so y'all can follow her, follow all the cute kiddos that way. I'm glad that you're here this morning. Glad that you're worshiping with us. If you're somewhere fun uh, on Memorial Day weekend, then take a picture and send it to us and make us all jealous if you're at the beach or the lake. No, but we are glad to be here, glad to be able to worship. This is Pentecost Sunday. Look at our beautiful uh, altar setting. Isn't that gorgeous? I love that, and I love Pentecost Sunday. It's also Memorial Day weekend. We're celebrating all over the place today. John, why didn't you go with the kids to Children's Church? Don't you help direct that? So <laughs> I'm just kidding. You could stay with the grown-ups today. You could stay today. All right. We are going to uh, celebrate all that God has done for us by uh, giving our praise and our prayers, by giving our tithes and offerings. Will you join me as we go to the Lord in prayer? God, you're so good to us. You've blessed us in so many ways, and we are so, so thankful. Being able to come here and worship you, being able to remember what you have done for us, and being able, Lord, as, uh, as citizens of this country to also be reminded of those who've sacrificed their lives we uh, we celebrate all of that today and to remember the birthday of the church the day that the holy spirit came and filled us with the wind that refreshes with the fire that burns away everything uh, in our lives that is chaff and with comfort and with power to do what only you can enable us to do God, as we give back to you in, in hearts of thanksgiving, we pray that you would take our tithes and offerings now and that you would use them to be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Our scripture today comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. And I invite you to follow along with me on the screen. Follow along in your Bibles, uh, on your Bible app, wherever you'd like to. Or just listen as we read the story once again of the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven... There came a, a sound like a rushing, a rush of violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. At the sound of the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites. Residents, uh, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in their own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? And others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. And all who lived in Jerusalem, okay, I flipped two pages. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God through the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pentecost Sunday is today, as I've already mentioned. This is... The beautiful red pyramids that we don't use all of that often, so they all look fresher and newer than, than some of our other pyramids. Plus, the red just kind of pops, right? It falls on Memorial Day weekend, which doesn't always happen. It seems like Pentecost Sunday, Pastor Andy, doesn't it seem like it always falls in June? And we always are like going to annual conference and it's Pentecost. I don't know why it happens like this. I know there's some kind of things with the equinox or something that determines when it falls but today it hits at the same time so I was thinking how is it that we can have Pentecost and also Memorial Day is there some kind of common denominators that we have and um, here's kind of what I've been thinking some things that 
are common denominators between Pentecost Sunday and Memorial Day. One is a little phrase called hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Anyone who served in the armed services, and I have not. Any of y'all served in the armed services? Uh, yeah, many of y'all have. So I want you to nod at me if you know what I mean when I say hurry up and wait. Y'all, does that sound familiar? Yeah, okay. So what I've been told is that what happens is the higher-ranked individuals that are given the orders will say, we're going to start at 2 o'clock. And then the mid-level leaders will tell the service members, you've got to make sure that you got yourself ready and you have to be there by 1 o'clock. And, and so I just always think about Sergeant Carter yelling at Gomer Pyle on, on Gomer Pyle USMC and him standing there saying, move it, move it, move it. Did any of y'all see that? And Gomer's like, golly. And he's like, move it, move it. So you move it, move it, move it, and you get yourself ready, and you get there by 1 o'clock, and you're standing at attention, or you're standing on deck, or wherever it is that you're standing. But nothing's going to start until 2 o'clock. And why do they do that? Because the mid-level uh, people know that they want to make good and sure that nobody is not there by 2 o'clock when the higher-ups have said to be there. So the service members hurry up and wait, right? So Jesus told the disciples in Luke 24, 49, I'm sending upon you what my Father promised, the Holy Spirit, in other words. So stay here. I just love how the King James says it. Tarry in Jerusalem until you're clothed with power from on high. And then Jesus <clears throat> ascended into heaven, and the, they were looking around, the disciples were looking up into heaven, and then two angels in white robes came and said, Why are y'all standing here looking up into the heavens? Move it, move it, move it, right? So that's what they did. They moved it to Jerusalem, and they hurried up and got there, and then they waited. They waited. Why did they wait? Well, because the second thing about Pentecost that reminds me of kind of a Memorial Day is a little thing called chain of command, right? When you're given an order by the higher-ups, ranking officers, you don't try to negotiate a better deal. You just do what the command says to do. And so Jesus' disciples didn't really understand what was going on, but the disciples that we know about, plus 120 total men and women, um, all different backgrounds, went and hurried up and waited in the upper room. Why? Because that's what Jesus said to do. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together. And, well, can I just stop and say a word about Pentecost? This is maybe a reminder to you about what Pentecost is, or maybe you've just kind of always wondered. And Pentecost was one of the great Jewish festivals and celebrations. Pentecost, the word, the kind of the root of the word, means 50. It was 50 days after Passover, one of the great Jewish feasts. It, it was kind of like a twofold purpose. One was to commemorate the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. And one was, is kind of like an agricultural celebration in a way, to give gratitude for the harvest because that's when it fell and loaves of barley would be offered to God in thanksgiving for the harvest. And it was one of the major celebrations. And so it was uh, every Jew within 20 miles of Jerusalem was required to come in person to celebrate Pentecost. And it was a day when nobody could do any work, not even the servants. And so it would be crowded in Jerusalem with people from all around. Everybody wanted to come if they could, and everybody did come if all possible. And so it was crowded with all kinds of people. Like in verses 9 through 11, we see Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia. I probably mispronounced about half of those, but you get the idea. All over, I'm just glad that I said Arabs and not Arabs because I'm from Alabama, y'all. What I'm trying to say is it looked like the international gate at the Atlanta airport. People from all over, crowded in the city. And then the third thing that connects to me, Pentecost with Memorial Day, 
is the whole aspect of remembering. You know, celebrating holidays, we sometimes, I always get, used to get mixed up. Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and Armed Services Day. Uh, because uh, I used to think, oh, Memorial Day, this is a day for all veterans. Well, it's, no, it's not a day for all veterans, although all veterans do have a, a solemn remembrance on this day. This Memorial Day is remembering those that gave their lives in service of the country. Veterans Day is to remember everybody who served their country. Armed Services Day um, is for active duty people who are serving now. Any day is appropriate for you to say thank you for your service and thank you for your service. But there's something special about Memorial Day to remember, to remember what the sacrifice that has taken place. And Pentecost Sunday was a time to go back and remember what God has done. To look back and to remember. So every time we gather, we love to look back and we love to remember. But you know, we can't get stuck in the past. That's the kind of the danger of reminiscing and remembering is you kind of want to get stuck. And you can't get stuck in the past because God is always doing something new. Pentecost is about breathing new life and new fire and new wind and new wine. It's about the wind and the fire and newness. It's about the Holy Spirit giving us power and boldness and love and guidance and comfort. Everything that the church was going to need in that humble beginning to take the message of God to the world, starting right there in Jerusalem. I always kind of picture like, you know, how you take a soda and you shake it up, shake it up, shake it up, and then open it and it just spews out everywhere. That's kind of what Pentecost was. So what would the Holy Spirit bring on Pentecost that the church would need? I already mentioned power and boldness and love and guidance and all. But I just want to want to highlight two things special this morning one is unity where the spirit of God is there is unity not uniformity that's something different but unity because there's a connection between the celebration of Pentecost and the Old Testament as I said it was a celebration of the giving of the law of Moses celebration of the harvest but even more than that, on the day of Pentecost, what God did was he took the story of Babel and undid it. In Genesis chapter 11, you remember the story of the Tower of Babel? How the people were all together and they were all kind of full of themselves? It's the story about uh, pride and selfishness and greed. Genesis 11 and 4 says, the people said, come let us build for ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves. I'm going to read that again and I'm going to emphasize some words. And I want you to kind of listen to the words that I emphasize. Okay? Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves you see so God came down and confused their languages and scattered them all over the place so Pentecost is a reversal of Babel because in that upper room that day there was no greed there was no selfishness there was no pride no one was trying to be a superstar they were all just there they were waiting they were there with all of their differences, their different walks of life. Everybody kind of was a different person, male, female, young, old. Here they are. They are all waiting. The only thing they really had unity for was unity of purpose. Because they were there because Jesus said to be there. And that was all that was important. You see? And then when the Holy Spirit came in, they spoke in tongues... Some people get so hung up on that and they think, oh, you're speaking in tongues, aren't you special? But there was a purpose in that. It was undoing what Babel did, the confusion of language because of greed and selfishness. 
But this was for a purpose so that all people from all of those countries that I read earlier could hear the good news in their own language. Imagine that you're at the international gate at the Atlanta airport and all of a sudden you're hearing over the intercom your native language. You think your ears would perk up? Sure it would. And they could hear the gospel in their own native language because of the unity. And I think today, for you and me, for us, for the church, if we could just have a little bit of that, a little bit of when we could set aside the differences that we obviously have and focus instead on our common desire just to do what Jesus said, if we could wait expectantly on the promise of the Father and then allow the Holy Spirit to come and fill us and move us forward together, then we might see the other thing I want to emphasize. Where the Holy Spirit is, there's unity. And where the Holy Spirit is, there is change. Because there was a big change in those people that day. Represented by the tongues of fire that sat on their heads burning away everything else, everything else in their lives except for love of God and neighbor, purifying the goal that was inside of them and changing them upon all of them. I can't help but think that there was an umbrella committee in the upper room that day that wanted to pass out umbrellas when the Holy Spirit fell asleep. Okay, the Holy Spirit is about to fall, but not for y'all. This group over here, y'all get umbrellas because we don't want the Holy Spirit to fall on y'all. Because we, we don't think the, the Spirit and the gifts are for y'all. But it was for everybody. Change is scary, isn't it? Sometimes hard to accept. Sometimes we get infatuated with the status quo, don't we? But we genuinely and truly have to get over our fear of change. Because the Holy Spirit always shakes things up. Always comforts the afflicted, but also always afflicts the comfortable. Right? So, what changes does God want to make here? Is God still pouring out the Spirit? Yes. Are we still open to change? Mm, maybe. You know who can help us? Honestly, you know who can help us grown-ups with that? Our children and our youth. They have no problem with, with being open to something different and changing. And you know what I've witnessed with our children's group and our youth group? They don't care who looks different, acts different, comes from a different place. They just love being together. So the fourth thing that I want to say that connects Pentecost and Memorial Day, and this is my last one, is commencement. We remember the past and we are thankful for it, but then what we do is we commence forward together. A few weeks ago, I said that May is the most thresholdy month of the year. Do y'all remember that? Did anybody write down thresholdy? Because I thought that was an awfully good word. So we've had all kinds of thresholds to cross. We've had all kinds of graduations. You've got a picture in your newsletter. I hope you'll take time to look at it of the ELC graduation, the Stripling Kindergarten graduation. We've had high school graduations, college graduations. We've, we've just about graduated ourselves worn out. And it's wonderful. But have you ever wondered why graduations are sometimes called commencements? Commencements. It comes from a Latin word, com, C-O-M, which means together, and then initiare, which means to begin. So if you look at the literal meaning of commencement, it means to begin together. Now, I don't know about you, but at graduation and commencement, I always kind of think about the ending. You're, you're ending, you're throwing your hat up in the air, right? Throwing your hat up in the air. 
and saying, we made it, we, we finished, we've done it. But it's also a beginning. You're beginning together with something brand new. So Pentecost is the end of something, but more powerfully, it is the beginning. It's the commencement of the church. And they're beginning together. More together than they've ever been before because of the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what we're celebrating today. The commencement of the church. The beginning of beginning together. The beginning of the time when we can set aside our differences for something bigger than ourselves. My little hurt feelings don't mean anything really. It's bigger than that. It's about the love of God in Christ Jesus. Every Sunday that we gather. Not just on Pentecost Sunday, but every Sunday that we gather. If we can gather here, not as an end in itself. Not just because it's Sunday. Not just as consumers. But so that the Holy Spirit can help us to begin together. To begin together. That's where the power is, brothers and sisters, is commencing. That's how we change the world one life at a time. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I watch the, the news or, or listen or read the news, whatever news feed I'm watching, uh, the problems of the world seem so big. And I feel so small. And I wonder about those 120 people gathered on that first Pentecost. Did they not have big problems too? Not just big problems in first century Jerusalem with the Roman Empire and bad leaders and all of that stuff. But problems in their community, problems in their world, problems in their homes and their families. How did they have the power to commence? It could only be from God. It could only be from God. So there's something very healing in saying, God, I can't do it. I can't do it without you. And that's so simple, but we forget it. And we just have to, for the sake of the kingdom of God, remember, but then move on and commence. Because I believe, all the way down to my toes, that God is still willing to pour out his Holy Spirit into our lives and our church and our community, our world, just like he did the first day of Pentecost. That's not the question. The question is, are we willing to set aside our differences and our selfish ambitions and, and to take an example of what our children and youth do so many times and look past differences of appearance and language and culture and just get on with it? Just get on with it. May that be so. Let's pray. God, thank you for your call to the church to commence, to begin together. Because we need the Holy Spirit working in our lives today just like they did 2,000 years ago. And we don't have any problems that are bigger than the ones that they had. We have no bigger differences than they had. No more cultural challenges than they had. And yet you took that beginning of those 120 people and you empowered them and they changed the world. Do it again, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stand together and worship. Um, then we've got a special surprise at the end. If you want to come and pray during our final worship song, you're always willing, uh, always invited to do that. Will you stand together? Our world.
troubles I face Why would I hunger for power, riches, or fame? My God is so much better than all of these things And I won't be shaken I won't be moved My God benediction today I said we had something special something something great so Marcy will you come up here with me Marcy Puckett is coming to be a part of our church family today she's coming from another Methodist denomination and we welcome her y'all just don't know what a treat you're in for if you have a chance to to meet and talk with Marcy she could do a little bit of everything the first time I met her I accused her of being a district superintendent and she said no that's my daughter uh, so I thought she looked like a DS, you know, but, and her daughter. Yeah. But we're, we welcome you. And I just ask you, will you be loyal to this church? Support it with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. Yes, I will. 
well, then we welcome you. And we're glad that you're a part of our family now. Now, will you receive the benediction? Then you can, can greet Marcy and meet her if you haven't already. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth one life at a time. Amen.